I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. We're in a series right now, the top 10 spiritual laws as determined by our listeners over the years. And these are in no particular order. Uh, the one today, I guess I would entitle, Do You Have One Thing to Live For? And I believe that's a very, very important question. And if you'll give me a few minutes here, I'll try to explain why. Maybe even a life-changing question, depending on the answer. You know, um, in the world, in life, one thing can make all the difference. You take one little piece out of a complicated machine, usually the whole machine quits working. You add one thing to something that's not working and all of a sudden it works. One thing in a relationship can cause it to either succeed or fail. One thing can cause a diagnosis of cancer or heart disease or almost any other health problem that you can get. Uh, One thing can really make the difference in your life. Um, One night Uh, When I was about 23 years old, I think. No, no, no. No, 24, I guess. Uh, Maybe 25. I I did something I had never done in my life. Okay? Never. Not one time. And when I did it, and, and there was really no good reason for me doing it. It wasn't anything bad. It was just something I had never done. And when I did that one thing, I stopped in, a, in the place where I was and thought, wait a minute, don't I know that girl back there? And so I turned around, went back, and it was hope. We never would have met any other way. We never would have met if this one time in my life I did this one thing that I had never done, would never do again, there was really no reason to do it, but for whatever reason, on that night, at that time, I did it and met the love of my life and my future wife not very long after that. one thing can be absolutely huge. Um, when Hope was depressed for 12 years, I traveled all over the world looking for anything that might help her depression that maybe no one had ever heard of before. We, um, we totaled it up one time and it was well over $100,000 that we had spent looking for the one thing that would help her depression so that she could live a relatively normal life. Uh, I didn't find it in any of those travels, but the result of that was the healing code, my discovery, which was the one thing that uh, made the difference in her depression to where she was not depressed anymore. So one thing can be huge. Viktor Frankl uh, is one of my heroes, um, the founder of Logotherapy. Uh, and went through the Holocaust as a Jew. And he says in his writings that, that the way that he survived the Holocaust was one thing. He called it that. He said, I exercised the last of human freedoms, one thing, the right and ability that he had to choose what his internal state, his internal attitude would be 
regardless of where he was or, or what other people were doing to him. He said they could beat my body, they could yell names at me, but they could not get to that. And he described it as the reason that he survived and then got out, wrote a wonderful book, and founded Logotherapy, which has helped millions of people all over the world. So how, what, did, what did Viktor Frankl do? What, how did he exercise that one freedom that made all the difference for him? Okay, um, Maybe a good analogy is, is to think of like, okay, what if you were lost in the woods? Okay? You're looking for one thing after another. Okay, uh, uh, am, I, am I warm enough to survive? Um, do I have any idea where the path is out of here? Uh, is the, do I know if the path is a mile or a hundred miles and I'm going to die before I get to the end? But all the time you're looking for one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, and then with all of those put together, maybe you get out and survive. And, and that's really what I'm asking is, is, can you find within you, can you find within your life and what you have available to you right now, one thing that can make the difference to take you from where you are to where you want to be? And I believe Dr. Frankel's answer and solution for that might work for you too. So let's talk about it. Oh, and by the way, if you were lost in the woods, this same thing applies. Would you be able to find within you one thing to live for, to be the energy and power that fuels you to do whatever it takes to find your way or fight your way out of that forest to survival? Okay? Uh, and I believe that same one thing can power our life even if we're not in an emergency situation. When Hope was depressed, um, probably a lot of you have heard this, she, she read lots of books in order to not be depressed. The library, she was always reading books and half the time uh, I would hear the book flying across, well I'd hear it hit when she, as she finished the book, yelled and threw the book across the room and hit the floor and she would say, does he think I'm an idiot? Does he think I haven't tried to just think happy thoughts instead of bad thoughts? Um, I've tried a million times. I can't do it. But one of the things that, um, that kept her going is that she told me one day, I, I had a vision. I had a vision and the vision was of me not being depressed and having children that I love and that love me and that everything was great. And so she said, I, I think that means something. I think that that, there, that that is possible for me. That kind of life that seems so impossible for me that it is possible and there's a way to get to it. And it kept hope fighting until she got there. Um, your image maker, I don't, call the, I don't call it the imagination even though that's what it is because we think of imagination more as daydreaming and this is the opposite of that. Uh, I like the German thing. The German uh, language has two definitions for 
the imagination. One is kind of daydreaming. The other one is creating. And that's the part that I'm talking about. The image maker is the, is the single creative, original, bottom line, the least common denominator source of everything that has ever been made in the history of man. Every, uh, my shirt, my pants, this room, the lights, the camera, um, the food I eat. Well, not the food I eat. God made that. But um, everything that's ever been made by man was made in the mind, in the image maker first, then it was put down on paper, then they go out to dig the holes and, and uh, pour the cement and all that. But it always exists here first. Antonio Damasio, MD, PhD, head of the neuro department at the University of Calif- Southern California, says imageless thought is impossible. You can't have a thought or a feeling or an action unless you have an image first of how to do that. Okay? Uh, Pierce Howard in his book, The Owner's Manual for the Brain, all incoming data, whether it's smelled or heard or seen or tasted or touched, all incoming data, once it gets inside us, is converted into images, not words. Why? <clears throat> images are the universal language. Okay? I go to France and I don't speak French, but I'm hungry. What do I do? You know, I, I give them a picture. Oh, you're hungry. Oh, yeah, there's a place right. And, and pictures happen at the speed of light, where words are more left brain logic. So, how do you use that image maker to find your one thing and then let that one thing become a positive power in your life to take you to a higher plane in your life? Let's go back to Viktor Frankl. When he was in the Holocaust, he said he had two primary um, uh, images or visions that he created exercising that last control of human that humans have, the right to determine my inward state, what I'm focused on, what I think about. He had two. One was remembering a time in the past with his family, uh, sitting by the fire, uh, reading things together, laughing, just having a wonderful time as a family, a very warm memory for him. And then the other one was that he would write a book that would help many people once he got out of the Holocaust back to, I guess you would say, normal life. And he would regularly use both of those. He would, he would, he would remember that picture, that vision of his family in the den with the fire. And as he remembered that positive memory, he felt energy, he felt power to go another day, to keep fighting, to get out. And, and also notes in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, which is one of the best books I've ever read, that many people there, they didn't have that and they died. So he would use those two, the past and the future vision of writing a book that would help a lot of people and living a happy life again, etc. Um, 
and and you may be thinking, well, wait a minute, but that's not reality. That was past and that was future. No, it wasn't. And the reason is your spiritual heart or the unconscious and subconscious does not differentiate between what's real and imagined. It treats all of it as if it's happening right now. So when he went back to that wonderful memory, he was there in his heart, which is where the power is produced from. And when he went to, to the future, to writing that book and it helping people he was there. That had actually happened in his heart and he felt the energy and power from that. Um, because the brain works this way, um, it's one of the reasons for some negative things in our society. Porn, pornography is one of them. Uh, I believe it's maybe the biggest addiction in the history of mankind. Um, and do you know that there are a significant percentage of people who prefer porn over the actual sex with a real human being? Isn't that amazing? Well, how could that be? Well, there's a lot of reasons. One, they can control every aspect of that. And when they're imagining it in their heart, it feels real. That's why the hormones are released and everything. And, and you have that chemical rush that, that gets you addicted to that thing. But our brains are made that way to be used in the positive, like, like Viktor Frankl used. So, this is maybe the most positive, powerful source of energy that produces results in your life that you have available to you. And I promise it is enough to get you to the next place in your life. Uh, my spiritual mentor, Larry Napier, had a friend who was in prison for a number of years. And Larry asked him one question about his time there. He said, in, uh, during your time uh, in incarceration, how important was your imagination or image maker to you? And Larry said he teared up and said it was everything to me. That's how I survived. That's how I was able to get through that. So, here's what I recommend, okay? Um, do what, what Viktor Frankl did. Get a memory from your past that is your happiest, most loving, powerful, feel good, wish I were there again every day. Get that memory. And maybe for a few minutes every day, uh, go to that place and, and actually be there to the degree that you feel it. You feel it like you were there. And let that give you positive emotions. Uh, positive energy, positive thoughts, beliefs that lead to positive actions, etc. Just let the power and energy of that moment fill you up from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And every one of those areas of your brain and memories and nervous system and cells and organs and systems everywhere. Then get one of the future that you actually think is possible for you. I might say, 
what you believe is the best possible future for you. Get that picture and then go there for a while every day and feel it and let that fill you up, etc. Um, another one, if you want to do some more, is think about every area of your life. So you might have uh, relationships as an area, so get get a memory for relationships, one that's been great for you in the past, or imagine one that could be great for you in the future, all right? But maybe also me and hope as and that relationship. So in that one, I get a great, wonderful memory of me and, of me and hope, either from the past or possible from the future. And I go there every once in a while to feel that power through me and give me power for that relationship with hope. Your work. Find one about that from the past or create the best positive in the future, etc. And about every single area of your life. So when you're trying to work out problems or thinking about one of those areas of problems in your life, Take a little bit of the time to not just do logic about this and that, but find your best possible memory from the past or create the best possible memory for the future or both and spend 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes just being there, feeling it as if it were really happening to you right now and letting that positive love-based power fill every cell of your body, all trillions of them, okay? And it absolutely can. It's amazing. I mean, Viktor Frankl discovered that a half a century before. And then that was the basis of what came to be the third largest school of psychology and therapy in the world, logotherapy, based on exactly his experience in the Holocaust, okay? So, find that one thing for you, that one memory from the past or the one about the future that you believe is possible and wonderful and positive, your, your best possible life or close to it, and let those become power sources to you um, for everything you do during the day. Taking out the trash, doing your work, exercising, cooking, cleaning, um, whatever. And I'm telling you that that absolutely works and can happen. And not only that, but I believe you were intended to use your image maker that way. That is the German word for create, to create. Not the daydreaming, but to create. And that has created everything man has ever made in the history of mankind. It can also create it, the internal energy, positive emotions and feelings, beliefs, and even strength to action to change your life. It is phenomenal. The only way I've ever been able to think of describing it, it's almost like a positive nuclear bomb that you can unleash inside you that will give you wonderful power, sometimes enormous power, sometimes enough power to get over the hump to be the one thing that got you out of the pit you were in. Okay? But I would use it for all of the above.
So find your one things internally that can be the power to take you to your best possible life. And have a wonderful, blessed day.